Mary, how's it going? It is going very well, very adventurously well. This is great. I'm so happy to do this interview with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Things are good in my world. I'm really excited to do this interview with you and hear your story. I've heard lots of bits and pieces of it, but never like this, you know, start to finish in 30 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's funny because like if you hear my husband tell the story, it's like the tale of two cities, right? Like we each have a very different perspective on how we started and kind of the journey that we've been on. So for me, I'll tell you my side because I started off in insurance and I worked at a law firm as a receptionist and then went to an insurance agency and became a licensed insurer for auto and casualty, homeowners and casualty. And then from there, I had my first kid. So I went home to be a stay-at-home mom and help raise my kids. Five kids later, in the midst of that, we were building the company. And so I remember after my son was born, like right before he was born, we were like, Brian was working as an IT admin for a law office and like one of the largest personal injury firms in Southwest Virginia. So we were like, we think it's time to kind of go on our own because he'd been working for like on the side for years, just a little bit. And we only wanted to make a little bit of extra money. And then it just kept growing because we were servicing like home users. So residential market, just helping them fix their problems, viruses. I mean, the calls, this is what I remember, like literally 10 o'clock at night, this guy like, hey, I got some stuff on my computer. I need you to clean. And so he'd be like, I'm going to leave it in my truck and I'll leave the cash there. And Brad go pick it up, clean it off and return it. And that was like how we started doing that stuff. So far cry from being a cybersecurity focused MSP and servicing people like we are today. But um, on the backside of that, like I started helping him close to when we had our second kid, because I was like, you can't do all this on your own. Like you can't bill and take care of customers. And so then I started, I was like everything but the tech, right? Like talking to clients, account management, billing and collections, um, vendor management, just like all the stuff on the backside I was doing, scheduling appointments for him. I would answer the phone. And I think like, and I talked about this in a presentation I did because it was such a searing moment for me, like three kids in pregnant with my fourth phone call comes in and I'm like, thank you for calling Mid-Atlantic Data Communications. Like, how can I serve you? Meanwhile, I'm like, I've shut the glass door because I had to run outside because my kids were yelling and crazy. And they're like sliding down the glass door, hands, I mean, snot, tears, just smearing all the way down. And I'm like, got to be professional because it was, an, and I knew it was a new client. So then I was like, you can't screw this up because it's a new client. So like, those are the moments that I remember the most um, trying to juggle being a mom and learning how to help in a business. Like I'm not a tech, like, so I'm a far cry, I think from most MSPs, because most of them are techs who have started something. I'm like, Brian is predominantly sales and he knew tech, and but we knew we needed to start the business. And I just helped along the side. And then through the years, taking over and really understanding what we were doing. And then when I got into cybersecurity, like when we finally got out, like we worked from home for years. That's where we ran the business. We didn't have a brick and mortar. By the time we were having our fifth kid, we we're like, we got to get it out of the house. <laughs> we got to get out of the house. So we got a brick and mortar. And still at that point, we were servicing residential and business clients. We had started growing in the business community quite a bit. And then we hobbled together our version of what managed services was. 
And before we got like a true RMM tool, we didn't have access to all the tools because we were stationary. Like we were in our little bubble predominantly because of having so many kids, so many kids. But then we got out and we started getting into the community, which that's what really changed everything. And with that, you know, we visited Robin Robbins and we saw the vendors and we're like, oh my gosh, like these tools are here. Oh my gosh, this is what it does. And this is how it can help clients. And then I started researching like data backup, like learning the difference between file folder backup and virtualization. Like that was mind blowing to me. I was like, what the heck? I was like, people don't know this. Like nobody was teaching any of this. So all of my clients, like techs are amazing, but they're, they struggle with communicating simply what it is that we do and what it is that the tools do. And they just, and people just follow them. Meanwhile, they can lose all their data. Cause I saw it time and time again. And they have no way to really get it back. And they're like, well, you had backup. Yeah, but it wasn't the right backup. So they could be down for two, three weeks. So that stuff started to incite an anger in me because I was like, why aren't they doing their job well? You know, like, why aren't they communicating to people? Why aren't they really taking care of them? So then like this whole, like, I call it like the not nice Mary, right, came out. And I was like, things should be different. And that's when I started to take a more predominant role in the business. So going from you know, staying at home, helping on the side, then helping grow the company from residential to business. And then once we got into security, I was like, we've got to change everything. Like we've got to leave the security and, and do that. And then now I'm the CEO and Brian has stepped back a bit because he was running the company and now he's my chief revenue officer, but he's my main sales guy. So I'm like, he does a good job with that. And I'm really proud of our company to see where it's gone from helping like residential people to really helping to protect the business community and other people's dreams and visions. Like that's the core to me. That's what gets me fired up is I'm like, we've never lived in a time where somebody from the other side of the world can destroy your whole business and life with the click of a button, like ever. And then people are like, they feel so helpless and it's so overwhelming. And I'm like, but what we bring, what MSPs bring is the opportunity to teach them how to protect themselves that they don't have to be vulnerable. You don't have to depend on the government to come save you or an army. Like you can do something about it. You are empowered. So that's what like drives me to now. We just left Virginia. We have our main location there. We've moved to Frisco, Brian and I, so that we can expand here because we were expanding down in Texas with manufacturing predominantly. So I'm like, it's quite a journey, quite a journey. You strike me as someone who sees something bigger in things like you you look at the business, you're doing residential, okay, we can do B2B, right? We can get away from servicing this guy, you know, leaving the laptop and a, and a pile of cash in his truck, you know, from the virus he got from a website he shouldn't have been on. How would you say that's true? And if so, how has that influenced your involvement in the business and the way you see things? It's definitely true. I see a lot of different things and vision for the company to go like where I'm taking the company now it's a forerunner because I start to see patterns in what people are doing and outside technology, outside businesses. And I'm building like, it influences the total direction of the company. Not everybody, like I have to get buy-in from my team. And as long as I get that, and my favorite thing is I come to my lead engineer and I'm like, Hey, I've got this idea. And he's like, it can't be done. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I think it can be done. And he's like, it can't be done. And then I start talking to other people and they're like, oh yeah, you can do that. And then I go to him, I'm like, okay, they said I can do it. So can I get you done? He's like, I figured it out. And I'm like, thank you. So I'm like, I like that part of the business is seeing 
the future and anticipating where things are going to go. And that's what I'm really good at. So I love cybersecurity. I won't touch your computer. Like today I was on a session earlier and I could barely get, now this is, everyone's going to mock me and I'm okay with that. Okay. I got it. I could barely get a password reset done. All right. Like barely. And I couldn't log into this account because something was wrong. That is very typical of me. All right. But give me policy, give me security, give me vision. Let me see all the puzzle pieces and I can tell you where it's going to go. I can architect that all day long, but password resets will stump me quite a few times. It's kind of sad. But I'm like, I shouldn't be running a business. <laughs> hey, some of these uh, NBA coaches or NFL coaches, I don't think that they could be running the whole field to catch uh, you know, a whole pass right now. So, you know, laugh from the CEO's chair, right? <laughs> we can say it that way. Um, so, you know, you're raising five kids complete chaos. You're putting up this trade, you know, or whatever you want to call it, that you're this bigger business than you actually are. How did you take those skills that you learned, you know, raising five kids and, and then transfer them to, you know, running a business like right away as your next thing? Well, I think with kids, like you have to how to prioritize, right? Like as a mom, you have to see like you're managing your house, you're managing schedules, you're managing likes and dislikes, personalities that they're all different. You learn how to push yourself. So I'm like, it was a natural integration for me because I did it along with my kids, you know, and they're a part of the business. Like they very much understand what we do, but taking all those parenting skills, because too, like with employees, I was listening to somebody earlier and they were like, you know, it's like your employees are like your kids and the executives are like the mommy and daddy. You don't want them to see mommy and daddy fighting. And like, and I hear that, but I don't like to think of people as my children. Like that personally offends me because I'm like, I have a very different mindset of my children than I do my employees. I respect my employees a heck of a lot more than my children. But the concept being like how you manage it all. And I think the biggest asset from being a mother is like you have to learn how to be flexible and you have to learn how to live in chaos. Like you can't be distracted. Like that is the biggest benefit of having my five kids is learning how to focus in absolute chaos. I mean, COVID was, I mean, everybody dealt with COVID. It's no one was exempt. But for us, like my story with it was like, we, it started, this was like really defining for me as a leader and really stepping into that leadership role in the company versus just a support role. And we had all the kids come home suddenly, and then I had to homeschool. So Brian would work during the day and I would go to work about four or five in the evening and I would work till two or three o'clock in the morning. And then I would get up with the kids at six seven. And then I'd have to school them as best I could. And then just be a mom and still like I'm on webinars. I'm learning about stuff. I'm I like, I implemented a new product like that I had to learn, which I still know how to learn that. And I teach my guys. So I'm like, I can't do a little bit of tech, but it's all cybersecurity related, not code or fixing broken stuff. Can't do that. But learning that really shined a light, like in all the chaos that you have, you have to be able to take times and focus with clarity to be able to say, okay, this is what we're going to do here and how we're going to do it now. How do you, and then empowering people like, like my kids are like, okay, you guys have to teach your little ones. Like you have to let them read to you. So giving them the framework and then saying, okay, this is how do you want that to look? So learning to let go a little bit, but give a framework for leadership and then have them fill in the blanks and make hard calls. Like as a parent, you've got to, you have to say no a whole lot more than you say yes. And in business, learning how to look at somebody and be like, you're not cutting the mustard. Like 
I'm sorry. It's, you know, like you're either going to change or improve. Like here's your options. Like you get to choose which way you want to go. So I think those skills helped me go from being a supportive role to a leadership role because with kids, I am the leader. Like I'm responsible for these souls and these lives. And with my employees, like I'm responsible for providing them a job and direction. And I don't want to be lazy about that. I take that very seriously. So I'm like, I push in real hard, like, I don't know, somebody was commenting, they're like, you're already back at work. And I was like, yes, I'm like, vacation's over. We had two days, like, I'm done. Like, we got to get back to work. They're like, you're hardcore. I was like, well, this is business. Like, I'm not going to get anywhere if I'm like, oh, la, 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 I'm just going to make cookies. Like, that's just not how I'm geared. It sounds like there was a long buildup to you going from the supportive role to this executive leader role. Was there a catalyst moment or like the last straw, like maybe signing a big client or something like that, where it's like, okay, I'm making this my full-time thing or my primary focus? No, it was very slow because in a husband and wife team, there was a lot of, I mean, just to be really raw, it's been a very hard journey for my husband to accept that. And to see, and it takes, I think, a strong man to be like, okay, my wife is clearly better at this. She's actually leading the company. Let me step back and help support that or give her the freedom to do that. And that's honestly taken probably like two to three years to work through. And we're still working through it. Like, it's not easy. I'm like, maybe if he wasn't my husband, it'd be easier because I'm very black and white. Like I can cut things off and like isolate them better. And then I'm like, you can't do that with your spouse. <laughs> you can't be like, it's a, that's hard to delineate. But it was a very slow, on the personal side, I remember the moments where I started to click inside with me. That I was like, I can do this. Like I can actually lead and I am doing it. And I'm doing it not horribly, you know, like a big moment for me was when I was out to dinner with, um, we did our first cybersecurity seminar and it was in Roanoke. And um, we had invited a lot of people. We had speakers come in and we're sitting down to dinner afterwards. And I'm starting to talk to like all these well-known, like Wayne Selk was there and Paul Redding. There was a professor from Virginia Tech in like dark web stuff. He was there. There was Ryan Denning was there. So these are familiar names to people that they understand who these are. And I'm talking and then they were listening. And I was like, what? And it was very existential moment for me where I was like, like watching myself. And I was like, they're listening to you and you're not an idiot. And I was like, oh my God, like, okay. That was a huge moment for me personally, because I am passionate about it and I love it. And it made sense. And it gave me a lot of credence to my way of thinking and what I was seeing and what I was feeling and articulating that and it was received. So that was a big defining moment, but the full shift, that's been a very long, slow very slow, I think, integration to where honestly, like, you know, like officially I took over the company two years ago, but I was running it probably two, three years before that, but just not technically. So it was very hard. People were like, you don't really own the company. And that was, and I was like, and every time people see Brian with me, they're like, oh, he's really running it. You're just there. And I'm like, sure. If you want to think that, cool. I've had to learn to let go of that because it's just going to happen. It sounds like you had a little bit of imposter syndrome or doubt going in until, you know, you speak of that moment where you look around and everybody's listening to you and you're like, wait a second, I am legit. Like, you know, like we've done this. How did you deal with that? And what did that feel like as the company was growing? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think everybody deals with it a little bit, but it's honestly taken a lot of, I got a coach for me because there was a lot of stuff I had to work through. The last year has been very pivotal for me with that because 
I'm like, I just, I constantly doubt myself. I'm like, I really shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, I'm much better as a mom. Like I should just stay home and clean toilets and make cookies. Like that's really, I'm good at diapers and wiping, you know, rear ends and stuff. But you know, how I've dealt with it is just like, I have to be very honest with myself. Like if we want to be real, like it's a lot of hard conversations with like, where is this stemming from? Why is it? And then dealing with relationships in my life where I'm like, if you honestly can't support me in this time, I can't like, I I got enough self-doubt to put me down. I don't need anybody else throwing that water on me. So it's been really by God's grace that I feel like I've had a lot of good people come into my life who have been mentoring me personally. And a big one of that is like Robin Robbins, like take away the marketing stuff and that, like that has helped our business. But I had a conversation with her. It's been three years ago. It was in June. And I asked, I was like, can I just talk to her for 15 minutes? Cause they wanted something for me. They wanted me to like talk to another wife uh, that had kids. And, and I was like, if I do that, then I need time with Robin. And they were like, for what? I was like, I have questions I want to ask her because I wanted to ask her about, for me as a mom, my biggest fear was losing my kids like at the altar of success, like what the world deems success, right? Like my kids to grow up hating me because I was working and building a company because I neglected them. I didn't want that. And so I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I know it can be done. I just don't have any role models around me. So there was questions I needed to ask her. So they facilitated that. We did it. They were like, you've got 15 minutes. Well, an hour later, I got off of that phone call with her and I was like, it completely changed my life. Like the way I saw things. And she, the biggest thing that she said for me was, there is no balance. There's only priority. What's your priority? You have to set that. And then you have to do that. She's like, people are like, you need to have friends. You need to, I'm like, she's like, you know what? There are seasons you're not going to have that because you're building a business. So like having the right people in my life. And, and honestly, I listen to podcasts all the time. I listen to motivational things. Like I was reading a lot. I still read a lot of books so that I had to deal with my mindset and think grow rich and Jim Rohn. They both talk about like, you have to pretend to be that person. So I have to like be an imposter and start behaving like that person before that person actually exists. So it's getting the mini reps in. And so over time, like going to the different conferences, sitting down, talking with people and sitting at tables with, for me, people I respect immensely in the cybersecurity community and talking to them and being treated as a peer, that has really started to change. I was like, okay, I think I can do this. And then having other leaders be like, you know, you're doing this. I really respect that. I'm like, oh my God, really? And I think the biggest compliment came about a month ago at IT Nation. Someone was like, you are the CEO. Like, I would rather you be in this because you are the CEO. And I was like, she didn't know. Like, I hadn't, and I was like, oh my God. So it's little moments like that. It just takes a lot of little things in mindset, I think, to deal with it. You strike me as someone who is going 24 hours a day. I mean, you basically said it with, you know, as we were scaling up the business, I would get up at six, change diapers, feed kids, teach them, be their teacher, all of that, <laughs> do the handoff at 6 p.m., whatever it was, work until 2 a.m., and then sleep for four hours and do it again. I've always seen you 
with extreme consistency and confidence, even with these things going in the background, you know, this transition, the imposter syndrome, all of that. So you have a lot going on, right? You're being consistent, you're being confident. And you mentioned something earlier, I want to talk about it too. People are constantly looking at you and, and seeing, you know, the tech guy husband next to you and assuming that they're the one that's actually making the decision or they're the CEO, which, you know, let's be real. It's not like it's a one-off thing. It's happening all the time. It's a very real thing. So how do you maintain this immense consistency and confidence, or at least external projection of confidence, if it's not always there? I think it is. I think it is always there with all of those things going on in the background. Well, I've not been asked that before. Well, you get confidence when you understand things, right? Like if you can explain things it means you understand them and then you can control manipulate it, right? Like I'm extremely confident in my mothering skills and who I am as a mother and a woman. Like that's a journey every, whether you're man or woman, like whatever role you're going to be in, like my first role is a mom, hands down. So at any point, like if something happened, like I would still run the company, but if my kids need me, I'm going to be there. Like that's my priority. So, and then knowing like at home, like with a husband, we do have to tag team with the kids. So as long as I know my kids are safe, emotionally, mentally, physically, like spiritually, I'm good. Because then I know that they're going to be okay. Because when I come home, I spend quality time with them. I connect back with them. So, you know, transition, like, I don't I don't think about it too. Like there's a point where you have to decide, like you're just either going to do it or you're not going to do it. So you're either going to get caught up in the emotions of what everything feels like or you're just going to do it. And there's times like I am not a feeler and I've had my coaches had to work with me on like how I feel about stuff, like teaching me how to feel, which is very, it sounds very dumb, but it's legit, right? So like I compartmentalize a lot of different things. And I think I understand that about me. And that helps me because like when I go into work stuff, like when I go to a conference, I am there for a very specific purpose and I will achieve that mission that I'm there for. And so that's like the mindset when I'm at any conference, when I'm with a client, I'm like the outcome that I want. I'm very intentional about what I want outcomes to be. I think that gives me a confidence. If I went in not knowing what I wanted, I would probably feel a little bit more wobbly, but I can tell you what I want. And I understand what I want. Therefore, I can control and manipulate what I want. And I'm like, I can, and it always works. Like that's, yeah, understanding that I think the time and place of everything too, that helps. And then with like husband stuff, like people, I've had to learn to let go because I took it really personal for a long time. Like every, it happens every conference I go to, anybody who meets me, mainly men, predominantly men. And, but I don't blame them because, you know, you see what you see and you experience what you experience. So everybody based, it's all relative. They base their projections on what they know. And most of the time they're like, you know, oh, you're the marketing girl. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Or I'm a vendor. And I'm like, no, not a vendor, MSP. And they're like, you know, oh, you're the owner. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay. And it's always with that pause of hesitation. And I'm just like, but now I'm like, it's kind of my secret. So I'm like, I don't even want to put that I'm the CEO. I don't want to put that I'm a decision maker. I'm just like, I've started to embrace. I'm like, I'm just the marketing girl. Go ahead. Don't look at me. Don't see me. I'm just going to move quietly through. And while I'm slitting your throats because you're being lazy, you'll never see me coming. So it's really like a gift at this point that I've had to have a different perspective on to see. So it's probably not, it tends to unnerve a lot of people, but that's how I see it. 
you're like getting this as you're literally walking up onto the stage to like keynote at whatever conference it is. Yes, absolutely. So it sounds like there wasn't really an option to fail, right? Brian was working as a IT system admin, whatever it was. And then you all decided to do this thing and you've got five kids at home and then COVID hits and you're, <laughs> you're looking at things like this cannot go wrong. Would you say that not having a backup plan and, and maybe you did, I don't know, but it sounds like you didn't forced you to get involved in the business and really contributed you to go into the path that you're on right now? I would definitely say like a burn the boats type of people. Like if we're going to do it, I'm not going to have a backup plan. Like we'll always land on our feet, right? Like I can go get a job at McDonald's and I'll work four jobs if I have to. Like, I don't care. I'm not opposed to that. But definitely that there's not an option to fail. Like we push ourselves constantly and that's not for everybody. A lot of people can't stomach that, but we're high risk takers. And so I'm like, you're not going to get anywhere for me. I couldn't do it if I knew I had a way out because every time I'm going to be like, I'll just go the easy way. I'm just going to fall back on that. So definitely that has contributed to me because when I saw things like I remember looking back and being like, if these people can freaking do it, why can't we? I'm like, and why can't I do more? Like there's nothing stopping me except for me. So I'm like, we're either going to do this or we're getting out like or we have no business being in business. Like there can be no lukewarm middle ground. It's balls to the wall all hands in, all chips in, like do it. And so we've done it and we're doing it again. Like makes no sense really for us to move. Like everyone was like, you shouldn't move. And I'm like, I know, I know, right? But we did and you know, like there's no option to fail. We cannot fail. So I'm like, it puts a different fire in you and vision. And I've got a big vision for our company. So I'm like, we're not gonna get there unless we push. So let's talk about what today's like. You just moved to Texas. You're expanding your business across multiple states, going national, been going national. What's your day-to-day like and, and what are you looking forward to in 2023? Oh my gosh. I'm excited about 2023 for me because we've gone through a lot of transition in this last year, period, just internally, externally. So to be kind of settled and through that, And my whole team, like we're putting together a montage right now so that they can see what we've accomplished this last year, but where I want us to go for the next several years. So I'm really looking forward to growing the business here, pushing myself out of my comfort zone with relationships, because that is a weakness of mine and being able to get out and speak more. Like I love evangelizing cybersecurity, like period. That is my biggest thing whether it's the reels I do or community talks that I do or going to conferences and speaking about it to different like tax preparers or you know manufacturers, whatever it is. So we're definitely pushing into that more this year. I'm looking forward to, I want to change the interaction period of users with technology and cybersecurity. So that is a big push of mine. I'm not giving away any details yet because it's not, once I have it done, I'll gladly share, but I know what I want and I'm going to get it. And 2023 is going to be the year that my baby is born in the cybersecurity world with how I take care of people. So I'm excited about that. I'm hoping it'll redefine everything. I mean, from your history and the fire that I can see in you and the confidence and everything that I've seen from you, I don't see any reason that it wouldn't. I want to give one last question. We always ask this on this podcast. You know, this is all about helping MSP business owners 
run their business and get started and make it through that period onto the other side, which, you know, so many different stories have heard. What advice would you have to for someone who is maybe shadow running things and they know internally that it's time to step up and they haven't done it yet? Oh, gosh. If you know you're supposed to do it, you need to be scared and you need to do it with your knees shaking and you be okay to fail. I think that's the biggest thing for me was like, I admit up front, I'm not perfect. I'm learning how to do this. And people giving me that advice for the freedom to fail and then be like, okay, maybe try this way, try that way. Like gently guiding you, you need to surround yourself with the right people who are better than you, number one. So if you don't know how to lead, what then you need to find people who you respect as leaders and you need to make them be in a relationship with you, period. Like that was one thing I joke about, but I told Robin, I was like, you're going to be my best friend. And she's like, no, I am. I was like, no, no, no. You're going to be my best friend. Like in front of everybody, I have several times I've done this. And I was like, you know, there's very specific things that I've wanted, but you can't be afraid to ask. And if you are scared to lead, then you need to stop thinking you need to start doing because out of the reps, it's like working out, right? Like when you first go to the gym, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, I remember when I first started working out, I was like doing squats. I looked ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But I was like, I would rather do it like air squats, right? Like you got to just do your body weight and then you add five pounds, then 10 pounds. And then by like now I can do like one and a half times my body weight. So I'm like, that takes years. So I'm like, if you take it little bit by little bit, you can't be afraid to be afraid. You can't be afraid to step out and you can't be afraid to fail because you're going to look like an idiot. You're going to make mistakes. But if you learn from them, then it's not really a mistake. You just got to be okay with it. So I think that's my biggest advice. Like just shut up and do it, right? Like get out of your own way, just do it and stop complaining and talking about all your feelings. Go barf in a bucket if you need to. Like I had an employee, he'd get worked up about stuff and I brought him this red bucket and put a sign on that said like your emotional throw up bucket. And I went to him and I was like, look, you've got your emotions, right? Like I'm not discounting them, but they can't run the day. Like they're not wanted here. They're not productive here. They're affecting everybody. I was like, so what we're going to do, and it's going to feel awkward, but you're going to pretend to throw up all your emotions and put them in here. And I was like, go, yeah. And so he was like, yeah. I was like, oh no, no, no. We got to get it out. So after a few times, and then he was like, oh my gosh, that works. And so I do that like with Brian, like he gets, I think salespeople, you know, there's a different psychology. And I was like, look, like we can't deal with it right now, but you got to get it out. So that seemed to work. It always works. You got to have a place to put it. And then I was like, and then later after work, if you want to hash this out, I will sit with you and we'll go over your emotions, but they got to sit in the bucket for now. They can't be out here. (laughs) It's kind of stupid, but it worked. I love that. I think that's like a great story to end on. It really, it encapsulates your motherly history and applying it into, you know, the job and getting the most out of people too, motivating people. I mean, that's most of the job, right? It's motivating people to get them operating at their full potential. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been awesome. I mean, it's been really, really great. I was laughing a little bit remembering all of the webinars in 2020 that I did and your name would pop up on literally everything. Like any vendor one, any webinar I was hosting or somebody else, you were always in, you were always asking questions. And now to put that full circle, like, oh, you were learning about everything. You were in like, I need to download all data mode. And you were probably like listening and like, 
you know, feeding lunches and answering math problems like at the same time. So it's it's kind of funny to see the full circle that we get the full picture on that right now. Yep, definitely. I remember one morning I'm like cooking breakfast, getting ready to teach. I'm leading our team meeting because everyone was working remotely. And I was just like, but this is the job. I was like, I can't do nine to five. I have too much capacity in me. So I loved it. Like being able yeah, to do it all. It's not done extremely well, but you get it done and eventually it all clicks and works. So I'm like, yeah, that was exactly it. Well, there you go. Follow uh, Mary on social media. She puts out lots of great content. Connect with her on LinkedIn. If you're at a trade show in the MSP world, there's a good chance that she will be speaking there. Uh, <laughs> at least there was in uh, last year. It felt like in the year before, too. I felt like I saw you at every single one. Um, thank you so much for uh, joining, and I appreciate your time. Thank you, Jimmy. It was wonderful to see you. And again, congrats on being a new father and doing this. I think it's really great what you're doing because it is different. Getting people's stories and their passions. I really respect what you're doing. So thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Thank you.